Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Connor. So in a previous episode, we talked about a recession, economic recessions. And I thought today we could talk about depressions and more specifically, the most famous depression in human history, economic depression, uh, which people typically just call the Great Depression. It's funny how these things get named, right? Yep. <laughs> the Great Recession, the Great Depression. It's like storms, how storms get names. Yeah, Alexander the Great, you know, like, why do you get to be great, you know? It's, it's, <laughs> it was not so great for a lot of people. Um, so first, since we already talked about recessions, Brittany, how do you think recessions are different from depressions? So to my understanding, it's like one step below a depression. So recessions are a pretty bad decline or sharp, you know, sharp decrease in economic activity. But the, a depression is is more dramatic, more severe, and it lasts longer. A recession can still last for several months, but I believe depressions are usually like months to even years. And the Great Depression lasted, I think, over a decade. So long time. What's interesting to me about this is when people think of the Great Recession about a decade ago or the Great Depression we're going to talk about, there's there's kind of a narrative that comes out of this. Like everyone just assumes that life was awful for everyone, right? Like we, we read, you know, these stories or, you know, see a little snippet on TV or some comedian references it and we get cemented in our brain, maybe from, you know, textbooks in school that life was awful for everyone. There were soup kitchens everywhere red lines. And, and, you know, that's true to a degree. Like for a lot of people, it was very rough. But what's also interesting is that a lot of people prospered, right? During the Great Depression, there were a lot of people who actually thrived. I think of like recently with COVID, we've had a lot of economic problems, right? That kind of happens when the government shuts down <laughs> a ton of businesses <laughs> and they can't actually operate. And so there were a lot of people who struggled, Right? Especially think of like the restaurant industry, right? And so here's an economic crisis. There's a lot of people struggling, but think of a company like Netflix, or I know the guys that run VidAngel, which is like family-friendly content, and and they totally thrived. Why? Well, in that case, everyone's trapped at home for a while, <laughs> and they're wanting to just like watch content. Or if you were in the toilet paper industry at the oh, beginning, yeah. right? <laughs> Life was good for you. you or actually, mask, uh, hand sanitizer, mask yeah, makers, you know? That's right. <laughs> That's right. And so when we think about the Great Depression, it's easy to think that just everything was awful. Nothing was good. Everyone suffered. Look, a lot of people suffered and things were bad for a lot of people. But that doesn't mean that everything was awful for a lot of people. We need to understand that history often gets like narrowed like that into like this narrative where people just kind of assume that this little description applied to everyone and everything. And what we see from this most recent economic crisis is that's not true. So there are kind of winners and losers as there are during normal times as well. Um, and so, you know, the Great Depression, before we talk about kind of the hows and the whys, um, let's talk about, you know, the degree to which it, it was really bad. This is kind of 1929 to 1933 and production at a lot of the, the nation's factories, like industries, mines, utility companies, right, fell by more than half. That's a so big, this, that's a big drop. <laughs> it's a big drop. Think of the airlines right now, right? And and over this past you know year with COVID, the airlines I think dropped uh, by like 80, 90 percent, 
right? And so now you see how that's affected that whole industry and all the movie theaters too. Nobody's going to movie theaters. Absolutely. And so all of a sudden, production dropping by half in the Great Depression, you're like, oh, well, it's only half. At least it's not (laughs) 80 or 90% like the airlines. Um, People's incomes dropped by about a quarter, about 28%. So people were not making nearly as much money. Um, now that hasn't so much happened today with the economic crisis, because unlike back then today, the government is giving out money to people. They're giving them stimulus checks. They're giving, it was called the PPP, the paycheck protection program. So the government was giving free money to a ton of companies. Um, so they've injected, I think like $2 trillion in the economy or something like that. And, and we're going to pay for those consequences. If you remember from your Creature from Jekyll Island book, right? When the creature makes new money, it reduces the, the power, the purchasing power of our existing money. Everything ends up costing more. And that's the problem. But that didn't happen in the Great Depression. And so people lost a lot of money. They weren't making as much money. Stock prices. So the stock market did have a big problem. The stock market collapsed just to a tenth. Um, of where it was. In other words, so the stock market for the kids out there, this is where you can invest in companies, right? If you want to buy stock in Google or Apple or Uber or whatever the company is, right? You can buy stock, you can invest in part of the company and you own that stock and you can later sell it to someone else, hopefully when it goes up in value because the company is doing well. So that's the stock market and, and the prices just totally collapse, which means that there wasn't a lot of confidence among people that that these companies were going to succeed, right? People were wanting to sell their stocks instead. And so all of a sudden they were going for very little money. Uh, the, the number of unemployed Americans rose from, I think it was a million and a half at the beginning to 12.8 million Ooh, that's a uh, lot. just a few years later. There's a ton of un- unemployed people. That's absolutely right. And, and we've had struggles like that this year. There's been a ton of uh, people on unemployment as well uh, recently with COVID. Now, at the height of the depression, one of every four workers was out of a job. So, you know, on the flip side, three out of four people still had their jobs, right? Maybe they were making less money. Uh, and yes, the Great Depression negatively impacted a lot of people, probably negatively impacted, you know, most people um, to some degree. And yes, there were kind of a few who thrived, but, um, but it did impact a lot of people. But, but why did this all happen? Um, so there have been economists from different backgrounds um, who sometimes have you know different opinions as to why it occurs. But uh, Brittany, there's an article from Fee that you and yes. I have uh, looked at that we want to share. I want you to take us through this list of kind of four items that our friends at Fee have have identified because I think they have it right as to why the depression happened. And hopefully, from from this type of um, perspective we can learn a lot more about the economy and how to prevent these bad things from happening in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll link to this article um, on the show notes page. But so one thing, and this is, uh, like you said, readers of A Creature from Jekyll Island will remember this. So the government's easy money or, you know, they're printing money, they're making, creating money out of thin air, that added a lot because you have this artificial economic boom, right? It feels like things are going great, but as we found out, things were not going well. It wasn't real. That's how everything kind of crashed. The bubble burst because it wasn't being you know, done in a real way because they're just printing money. The second thing, and we could have a whole conversation about Herbert Hoover, because that's a whole other story. 
But Herbert Hoover, who just kind of represents the government in this capacity, intervened too much. So instead of just leaving the market alone and letting the market do its thing, we've talked about the invisible hand before. We've talked about Adam Smith. So they didn't let that happen. They intervened. And unfortunately, that made things worse. And not only did it make it worse, it made the depression last longer. There's a lot of economists who believe that we actually would have recovered a lot sooner, but they just kept passing all these new pieces of legislation that were just making the problem worse. And I know, and this is the next point we have talked about in another episode, the New Deal, and how uh, FDR, Franklin right. Delano Roosevelt, kind of expanded what Hoover did, which was already bad, but he made it kind of in every aspect of the entire economy. So you couldn't really go anywhere that the New Deal didn't touch, which is a big problem. So that just made the depression bigger and again, made it last even longer. Now, another thing that people don't talk about a lot um, when they talk about this is how labor laws or unions kind of made this worse because you couldn't really, you couldn't have the freedom to hire people. Now you were only supposed to hire, you know, people who were willing to be in the union. We could again, do a whole other episode on what unions are, but this made employment harder and it just made the whole thing last longer. So by doing these things, again, the government was just making it worse on everything. And I think we're seeing that today with COVID stuff. I don't know if you agree, but that's what I think. Yeah. You know, it's it's um, what's the quote I'm trying to remember? I don't remember who said this, but uh, oh, it's Robert Lefebvre. Um, anyways, this quote says uh, government is a disease masquerading as its own cure. Ooh, that's good. In other words, government creates this problem, and then the government comes and says, hey, we're going to solve the problem, <laughs> except their solutions often maybe fix that little problem, but then create new ones, right? So as you just pointed out, here, Her Herbert Herbert Hoover, the president it's is- It's kind of hard to say, isn't it? it yeah, alliteration. Say that, say that 10 times fast. <laughs> so President Hoover is kind of intervening in the market after it kind of naturally had some struggles. And, and this prevented the market from kind of auto-correcting and finding the right balance. And so then, you know, FDR comes in with a solution to that. And then it's the New Deal, which creates all kinds of problems, you know, like setting price limits, the government telling you, you can't charge a certain amount of money or- you know, you can only offer people this amount of money to work or you can't grow that much wheat on your property. That's like the one that gets me is that they are having farmers destroy their own crops. Totally. It's nuts. Because they were saying you're only allowed to produce, you know, a certain amount because yep. if you produce too much, then other people, you know, the prices will go down and people won't be able to earn as much money. So the government is trying to centrally plan. We talk about this in the Road to Serfdom book. They're trying to centrally plan, but they don't know, just like serfdom and La Playa, they don't know what all these unintended consequences are going to be. And what's sad is they can't really be held accountable. You, there's not good ways to hold the government accountable when it is doing something wrong like that. If their actions harm you, it's very difficult for you. Like if your neighbor like, you know, drives this truck into your house, right, his insurance is going to cover it or you're going to be able to sue him. You can hold people accountable pretty well. But holding the government accountable is very hard. And so here comes the government just centrally planning and in the Great Depression, just dictating to these, yeah, to these farmers, to other people what they can and can't do. And they had really no other option other than to just comply. And that's very unfortunate. So um, I love this article because, and again, we'll link to that at TuttleTwins.com slash podcast. It's important to understand our history, right? We've all, we all know the quote, those who don't learn from the past are condemned to repeat it, right? If, if you guys have not heard that quote, or maybe the kids, I'm going to repeat that one more time because it's so uh, relevant, right? Those who don't learn from the past are condemned to repeat it. In other words, 
we go through the same things a lot, right? Like we see politicians come out with the same ideas or human nature leads to similar things happening over different generations or centuries. And so if we can look into history and see what went wrong so that we can avoid it, right? We're going to be much smarter. We're going to be better off. If we looked at the Great Depression and said, oh, look, when they intervened in the economy, it prevented people from liquidating their bad investments, from getting out, from new investors coming in. The market kind of auto-corrected. People figured it out and life moved on. Instead, the government seems to always want to do the same thing. Isn't that the definition of insanity, right? Yes, expecting, doing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> and expecting a different outcome, right? When you're doing the same thing. So here comes the government again. They're manipulating the economy, right? They're centrally planning again. And they expect, you know, something else is going to happen. Oh, this time it'll work. This time we'll, you know, fix the market or we'll, you know, uh, prevent capitalism from destroying the world or whatever their ideas are. And, uh, and it doesn't happen. The same thing happens again. So it's important that we understand the history of the Great Depression, not the textbook version that is taught in social studies class, not the version that most of the media will kind of their little talking points and all because they're not economists and they don't understand this. <laughs> wait, stuff. wait, the CNN news guy isn't an economist. <laughs> he plays one on TV, but that doesn't mean, you know, and so, you know, the, these guys don't understand. So we need to learn true history. We need to learn this stuff. This article that we'll link to is a good starting point for the Great Depression because then we can understand, ah, oh, because they did that wrong, we should then be concerned and, and oppose when the government today is also intervening in the economy when it's also oh no people are losing their jobs so let's give everyone free money we that should be raising alarm bells right and we should learn from the past so that we don't repeat it today there's a great quote and i think it is those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it and the first time i ever saw this quote and this is funny because washington dc does not learn this lesson ever but the first time i ever read this is it was outside the federal reserve of all places connor it says that there's a, a statue with that engraved on it. And it always makes me laugh because I'm like, if only, if only we would take this into consideration. So I think that's something every time we talk about something historical, that is what I want our listeners to take away, that we have to learn what happened, because if we don't, we are doomed to do it again. Yeah, I, I think it's important that we uh, really dig in and understand these things. Some of it can get complex. And so, yes. uh, you know, you got to take your time and chew through it and and find resources like Fee, I think, does a great job at trying to, to explain a little bit more simply. As we said, we will link to that particular article at TuttleTwins.com slash podcast. Uh, look, the government throughout history is always trying to intervene in the economy. They, they want to be the savior of everything. And so when there are economic problems, as there often are, because it's just people buying and selling and making choices, it doesn't mean it's perfect. Humans aren't perfect. Therefore, nope. the economy isn't going to be perfect. There will be problems. There will be shortages of product, you know, for a certain amount of time, or maybe things will cost too much for a while or whatever. And so when people complain about something, they turn to the government, oh, save me a new program, a new law. And the government wants to appear popular and responsive to their constituents. And so they move forward and make all these changes. But like we read in The Road to Serfdom, there's always going to be not only those intended consequences, which sometimes are bad, but also unintended consequences. These guys are not God. They're, they're not <laughs> omniscient. They don't understand all of the ramifications, the consequences of their decisions. They, they don't know what they don't know, which is a lot. I like that. Human. They don't know what they don't know. I like yeah. that. And, and so that's why we need to oppose this kind of stuff. But we need to know our history. We need to know that the Great Depression was not just, oh, 
the market couldn't correct itself. So the government had to step in. Like that's the, that's the narrative you hear from the pro government people. Oh, it was market excesses. And so the government had to step in and, and regulate it to make people sure people were that, too prosperous. I've heard that too. People were having uh, too much fun in the market in the 2020s. Un, <laughs> unbridled capitalism, yes. right? Like <laughs> capitalism needs to be regulated so that we don't have, I'm sorry, have you looked outside? We have way regulated capitalism and we still have all kinds of problems created by the government who then comes to us and says, we're the solution to fix the problems we created. <laughs> it's a never ending cycle. Guys, we'd really like the cycle to stop. So if you want to help us, let's start by learning about how government intervention in the Great Depression was the reason why it was so bad and so long. Um, and had that not happened, things would have, it wouldn't have been a Great Depression. It would have been a, a, a blip on the radar of a depression and we would have been Mo a moderate depression. <laughs> yeah, a minor, minor <laughs> depression. Head to TuttleTwins.com slash podcast. Check out the show notes page and we'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, Brittany, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.